Gypsy Rose Blanchard was a petite little girl who had spent most of her life in a wheelchair. She suffered from chromosomal defects, muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, severe asthma, sleep apnea, and hearing and vision problems, and her conditions were expertly managed by her mother and sole caretaker, Dee Dee Blanchard. In June 2015, when Dee Dee was found stabbed 17 times in her bed, friends and family feared the worst for Gypsy when she was nowhere to be found, but her wheelchair, oxygen tank, and medications were still in the home. How long could Gypsy survive without them? But thankfully, Gypsy was found unharmed and able to walk just fine without her wheelchair. The community's sadness over Dee Dee's death turned to confusion and outrage towards the mother-daughter duo, but people would soon find out that things are not always as they seem. I'm Marina. With me, I have my two best friends, Colby and Laura, and this is Grim. Okay. So I don't think, I don't know if I've heard of this exact case. I've heard of similar ones, but I'm not sure really? that I know this exact one. No. Is there a Netflix special on this case? <laughs> there is a special called The Act, which mm. is a uh, dramatized version okay. of it, though As most of it seems pretty accurate. I recognize the daughter's name. I recognize oh. Gypsy Rose, and that's, I okay. think it would have been because I watched part of The Act, or at least watched the trailer for it. And there's also a HBO documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest, which I watched for this. (laughs) You had us at the title. Yeah. (laughs) I got most of my information from an All That's Interesting article by Katie Serena and a BuzzFeed news article by Michelle Dean. And I also read that. I also watched that HBO documentary. So our two main players in this episode are Dee Dee Blanchard and her daughter, Gypsy Rose. This one is a roller coaster ride, and per usual, there will be blood and feathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will start with Dee Dee. Dee Dee was born in 1967 as Claudine Pitcher to Claude and Emma Pitcher in Chack Bay, Louisiana. She grew up with her family in Golden Meadow with four other siblings, and it seems like Dee Dee's troubled behavior started early in life. Her family said that she would steal from them as retribution if she didn't get her way. Her family also accused her of committing petty crimes, including writing bad checks, committing credit card fraud, and shoplifting. I'm imagining this still in her childhood, and I'm like, damn, bad checks? (laughs) A nine-year-old walking in with a checkbook? (laughs) According to her father, Claude, she got it from her mama, who was apparently also a prolific shoplifter. Mm. When Dee Dee was 24, she found out she was pregnant. The father of the child was Rod Blanchard, who was only 17 at the time. Rod and Dee Dee got married, Rod thinking it was the right thing to do at the time, but the two separated shortly thereafter while Dee Dee was still pregnant because Rod realized they got married for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but Rod still wanted a role in his daughter's life. Good for Rod. Yeah. yeah. At 17? Yeah, yeah that's pretty what good. I'm thinking, like a stand-up gent. Southern gent, probably. Mm-hmm. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27, 1991 in Golden Meadow, Louisiana, Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy, and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses, which is how Gypsy Rose got her name. Nice. (laughs) 
typical like 18 yep. year old naming yep. a child yep. like, <laughs> like roses rod ultimately remarried and Dee Dee and gypsy went to live with Dee Dee's family in louisiana when Gypsy was only three months old, Dee Dee became obsessed with the idea that Gypsy was suffering from sleep apnea. Dee Dee brought Gypsy to the hospital several times where she was kept overnight for sleep studies and other tests, none of which revealed any sign of sleep apnea. But the negative results did nothing to allay Dee Dee's concerns, and at some point, she did get a CPAP machine for Gypsy to use at night. Is it common for infants to have sleep apnea? I don't think so. And I'm also not sure what would give her that impression. Yeah. yeah and also imagining a CPAP machine small enough for a three-month-old is Aww. a little ridiculous. I don't know if she was three months old when she oh, ultimately well. got the CPAP machine, but she did Still. convince a doctor to give her a hmm. CPAP machine for it. Interesting. They must have tiny. They must have That's tiny, yeah, tiny masks. Tiny mask. Yeah. Yeah. Dee Dee worked as a nurse's aide when she was younger and helped take care of her ailing mother, Emma. Dee Dee's mother died in 1997 when Gypsy was around six, and although her family could not prove it, they suspected that Dee Dee may have had a hand in her mother's death and accused Dee Dee of withholding food and starving <gasps> Emma. Oh. So a real classy lady Yikes. adored by her family right from the start. Clearly. That's awful. When Gypsy was seven or eight years old, she fell off of her grandfather's motorcycle and suffered a minor abrasion to her knee. Dee Dee brought her to the hospital and she was fine. But Dee Dee was convinced that Gypsy was severely injured and would not be able to walk again unless she had several surgeries. What? She, she really? insisted that Gypsy stay in a wheelchair in the meantime so that she did not injure her knee further. Wow. And Gypsy stayed in that wheelchair. And the doctors and everyone said, yep, sounds good. Here's a wheelchair. I don't know if she got the wheelchair Jeez. from the doctors at that point or if she just bought it yeah. on her own. But she was convinced that her knee was severely injured. Gypsy was nine, I think you said at this time, right? Uh, she was seven or eight seven at this eight. time. And of course, as a seven or eight year old, if your mom tells you, like, you can't walk, you've got to stay mm -hmm. in the chair. Like, what do you know? You're seven or eight. Mom mm -hmm. said you can't walk, so you stay in your chair. Right. You just believe. And even if you know that you can walk, if she's saying if you do walk, you're going to injure yourself right. further. She's just sort of taking her word for it. Yeah. At that Jeez. point. Dee Dee started to allege that Gypsy had a myriad of other health issues that she said were the result of a chromosomal disorder. She also claimed that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy. However, none of the tests run on Gypsy were ever positive for these alleged conditions. Yet doctors continued to treat Gypsy at Dee Dee's request, given the reports of information Dee Dee gave the doctors about Gypsy's veiling health. After second grade, possibly even earlier, Dee Dee pulled Gypsy from school and kept her home to be homeschooled, claiming that it was due to her illnesses being too severe. Gypsy was not well-educated, but she did teach herself to read using the Harry Potter books, Aww. which is impressive. Sweet, yeah. yeah. How do you teach yourself to read? I don't know. I don't know how to teach anyone to read, let alone <laughs> yourself. While Dee Dee and Gypsy were living with Dee Dee's father and stepmother, Dee Dee was the one to prepare meals for the family. Dee Dee's stepmother fell ill and was bedridden for nine months. <gasps> The family became suspicious of the stepmother's ailing health and were also questioning Gypsy's illnesses. Dee Dee took Gypsy and moved out when they confronted her. After Dee Dee left, the stepmother made a miraculous recovery. Mm. I wonder what you can do at that point, because I would certainly, that would validate all of my suspicions, but what can you actually report and do? You know, can you report that to CPS? Mm. I don't know. 
You can. The yeah. problem was that Dee Dee was such a smooth talker. Yeah. Like, would right. it have gone anywhere at that exactly. point? Yeah. But the family later found out that Dee Dee had been putting Roundup in the stepmother's <gasps> food. I'm surprised it didn't kill her sooner. Yeah. While she was living with them, they thought that the stepmother was going to die. Like, wow. she was bedridden for nine wow. months. I'm also impressed that she recovered. Yeah. Yeah. There's some bad stuff in Roundup. Ugh. There My is. My insides hurt thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Dee Dee and Gypsy moved to a town near New Orleans called Slidell to a rundown apartment paid for with the child support payments from Rod and the public assistance checks that Dee Dee received due to Gypsy's alleged medical conditions. Gypsy's health continued to decline. Dee Dee took Gypsy to local hospitals, including Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, and started claiming that Gypsy was having issues with her vision and hearing, in addition to her chromosomal disorder and muscular dystrophy. Doctors performed a muscle biopsy for the muscular dystrophy, which came back negative, of course, but Dee Dee continued to claim that Gypsy suffered from the disorder. Dee Dee also claimed that Gypsy had begun to suffer from seizures. Doctors ran medical tests, none of which confirmed any of Dee Dee's claims about Gypsy, but they still prescribed her anti-seizure and pain medications. Oh no, which That's is going to be the start yeah. of getting a medicine for something you don't have, giving you other side effects and so on. And I was also thinking if she's still bedridden and or in a, in a wheelchair, I wonder if she is actually um, reducing muscle tone and all of that. So Valid concern. Yeah. Valid concern. Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy had constant ear infections and she underwent a surgery to have tubes placed in her ears. She also claimed that Gypsy had vision problems and Gypsy underwent surgeries on her eyes for muscle weaknesses Oof. and wore glasses as big as her face. And even though the doctors could not substantiate any of this, they were like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll do eye surgery on this small child. They were taking her word for it. And That's I'm, crazy. I'm torn here because I've heard equally horrifying cases of doctors passing, you know, yep. pushing people away when there was something wrong. So on the one hand, I'm like, advocate, advocate for your child for sure. But very concerning. That's part of the problem here. Um, and in cases like this, there is a degree of trust between doctors and patients. And you are treated based on what information right. you are giving to doctors. So they sort of take you at your word on a lot of these situations. So that's what's yeah. going on here. And I know I'm being suspicious because this is a true crime podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we know something nefarious is going mm -hmm. on here. But in my mind so far, I'm like, does, the, does Dee Dee truly believe these things about her daughter? Or is she trying to scam the system because XYZ is going to happen as a result of doing mm -hmm. it? And I'm only thinking those things because this is a podcast that we're recording. <laughs> exactly. To Laura's point, you have to be your own advocate for yourself and your child's health. So You do. Yeah. If Gypsy got a cold or even coughed, her mother would bring her to the ER. And Dee Dee was masterful in discussing medical terminology with doctors and expressing her concerns for her daughter's illnesses to the point that Gypsy was even given a feeding tube and survived mostly on Pediasure well into her 20s. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, she must have known exactly the right things right. to say. Because she was a nurse's aide. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so right. So she knew to the medical terminology, so she was okay. very convincing. Dee Dee also shaved Gypsy's head on a regular basis. She told Gypsy that her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, so it was better to shave it in advance. Dee Dee just wanted Gypsy to look the part of a chemotherapy patient. 
Yeah. And even though it would be a completely subconscious bias, but I bet you when she's bringing um, Gypsy into the hospital, doctors and nurses are probably thinking she looks like a sick kid. Right. right. Even completely subconscious. But Right. Yeah. I can't imagine, too, how hard it is to question someone like that. If someone's coming in and they're like, my child is so sick, they can't walk, they have cancer, they have leukemia, you know, they're having these vision, these hearing problems. And and a doctor was like, are you sure? Right, exactly. You know, like Mm -hmm. that, that would just be insane. Because for every one of these cases, there's hopefully not a hundred, but a hundred cases of of actual legitimate legitimate. issues. Right, right. Gypsy would wear wigs and hats to cover her shaved head. And when they left the house, Dee Dee would often take an oxygen tank and Gypsy's feeding tube with her. When Hurricane Katrina hit in August 2005, Dee Dee and Gypsy were displaced and went to a local shelter specifically for individuals with special needs. While they were in the shelter, a doctor suggested that they relocate to Missouri to be closer to more specialists. And Dee Dee and Gypsy were actually airlifted there a month later. Wow. Yeah. Dee Dee and Gypsy rented a home in Aurora, Missouri, and while in Missouri, Dee Dee and Gypsy received free flights to see doctors at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Which you love to hear. Again, if this were legitimate, that's great, but it's knowing the subject of this case is so frustrating that those are resources that could have been used for people who really needed them. Right. Exactly. Dee Dee used the cover of Hurricane Katrina to claim that all of Gypsy's medical records and legal documents, including her birth certificate, were destroyed in the flood. Oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's diabolical. Yep. It's diabolical. That's the perfect word for it. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee frequently lied about Gypsy's age any chance that she could for Gypsy to be younger. And Gypsy, who was five foot nothing and who spoke in a very childlike voice, fit the part. Dee Dee also made some changes to her own name. Her legal name was Claudine Blanchard, but she'd used various aliases and misspellings over the years. DD, which was spelled D-E-D-E, Claudine Dino. By the time she reached Missouri, she went by Claudinia and always added an E to her last name. Okay. In 2007, when Gypsy was around 16 in real life, who knows what age DD said she was, Gypsy was named Child of the Year by the Oli Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients. Then in 2008, the Habitat for Humanity built Dee Dee and Gypsy a house with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub, which Gypsy said was to help her muscles. Gypsy was around 17 or 18 at the time, but acted and sounded much younger, as I mentioned. I'm going to play a clip from an interview about their new house. I remember my mom had gave me this little glass house and she said, this one day this will be real. And now it finally is. We have an awesome bathtub. It's a um, jacuzzi tub meant for my muscles. And we have a wonderful ramp. So she was how old-ish in that? 17 or 18 around that time. She sounds like seven. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. So... That's at, that's just the way she talked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was as a result of Dee Dee and the, you know, way that she kept her away from people oh, and sure. kept her as a child. Even now, she does still have a, a high-pitched childlike yeah. voice. Mm. So wow. not as intense as that, but it is still... I could see how you'd believe she was significantly younger yes, than she right, actually definitely. was based on that. And I have not seen a picture of her since we started recording this episode. But I, based on your description, she probably looks like she's all of like 
10 to 12 years old. Right. Well, again, she's less than five feet. Yeah, she's in a wheelchair and she's wearing giant glasses and she has on most of the time either wigs or um, like caps. Probably not wearing makeup like most teenagers her age would be doing. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. But these awards and the Habitat House brought media attention to the family and more organizations stepped in to help poor Gypsy and her selfless mother. The Make-A-Wish Foundation sent Dee Dee and Gypsy on trips to Disney World, and they even got backstage passes to a Miranda Lambert concert, which there's actually a picture of Gypsy and Miranda Lambert. Wow. (laughs) The two also had stays at Ronald McDonald houses during Gypsy's medical appointments and participated in the Special Olympics. Gypsy's father, Rod, continued to make monthly child support payments of $1,200, as well as sending Gypsy gifts and occasionally talking to her on the phone. He sent gifts at Dee Dee's request, like television sets and a Nintendo Wii. During one call on her 18th birthday, Dee Dee told Rod not to mention Gypsy's real age, since Dee Dee said Gypsy thought she was 14 at the time. Dee Dee often claimed that Gypsy had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old and Rod continued to send money even after her 18th birthday because Gypsy required full-time care. What was Rod doing for work at this point? I'm not sure. (laughs) Something good. (laughs) $1,200 a month is pretty good. And then on top of that, gifts and all that. Right, right. Rod and his new wife regularly tried to schedule visits with Gypsy, but Dee Dee would change plans at the last minute. Meanwhile, Dee Dee was telling everyone that Rod was an abusive, alcoholic (gasps) drug addict who'd never given them a dime and who had never come to terms with his daughter's health conditions. Oh, how dare she? That's terrible. (sighs) That's the, we know this again, but like that's the opposite of Mm -hmm. the truth. I know. And that's the most messed up when you have a father who is paying child support and trying to be a part of their child's life and the mother says the exact opposite. Dee Dee also told a neighbor that her and Gypsy had to flee from their original hometown to escape Dee Dee's abusive family. She said the final straw was when her father burned Gypsy with cigarettes. Wow. Jeez. Again, they fled because Dee Dee was poisoning the stepmother and the family basically called her out on it. But, you know, neither here nor there. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Dee Dee controlled every situation. When Dee Dee and Gypsy were in public, Dee Dee would hold Gypsy's hand, and if Gypsy would say something that made her seem smart or made her seem like she was not that sick, her mother would tightly squeeze her hand to redirect her. When you see photos and videos of them, Dee Dee just looks like an incredibly loving, concerned mother holding her daughter's hand or shoulder. Now that we know the truth, it looks extremely controlling. When Gypsy was at home with her mother, Dee Dee would slap her or hit her with a coat hanger if she did not do what she wanted. Wow. So physically as well as mentally abusive. Yeah. Dee Dee made sure that Gypsy continued to need medical treatments. Claiming that it was part of her muscular dystrophy or chromosomal disorder, Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy was excessively drooling. Prior to doctor's visits, she would use an anesthetic to numb Gypsy's gums so that she would drool during the visits. Doctors started injecting her salivary glands with Botox and then removed them when that seemingly didn't work. Oh my gosh. I like that. Oh. And the combination of Gypsy's dry mouth from her lack of salivary glands and the side effects of all her medications caused Gypsy's teeth to decay. Oh no. The majority of her front teeth were extracted and she was given a bridge. Oh, poor thing. 
Because Dee Dee and Gypsy received so much attention through the various organizations helping them, they also attracted the attention of doctors who wanted to help Gypsy. One of the doctors who reached out to Dee Dee was a pediatric neurologist named Bernardo Flasterstein from Springfield, Missouri. Dr. Flasterstein offered to see Gypsy at his clinic, and when Gypsy came to him, he confirmed that Gypsy did not have muscular dystrophy. In fact, he confirmed that Gypsy did not have any of the disorders that Dee Dee claimed Gypsy had. Dr. Flasterstein said, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk because Gypsy was able to stand up in her wheelchair and support her own weight. Yep. There, there are, um, it could be like psych- psychosomatic, I think is, is how you would say it. Like where there are children who are immobilized for a period of time and it's just for lack of a better way to say it, it's all in their head. There's mm-hmm. not a physical reason why they can't walk. So I, right. I could see that, but it, what like what's Dee Dee gonna say back to that mm-hmm. now? I'm wondering because you have this doctor who just volunteered his time and is like, no, 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 this child does not have any of these things. I think she's not gonna tell me one. Yeah, this doctor was on to her. Good. He made calls to doctors in New Orleans and found that all of Gypsy's medical records had not been destroyed. Ooh. Dr. Flasterstein confirmed that Gypsy was basically a healthy child, and then his suspicions turned to Dee Dee. I'm actually surprised he was able to find that out. I don't understand HIPAA laws, but I don't. I didn't think that he could get her medical records from other doctors without Dee Dee's consent. I don't know how it works yeah, if I'm glad he's a did, treater yeah. and if yeah. they're in network, how yeah, that yeah, works, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, know. he was able to find some Thank of those goodness. records. Because I thought you were going to say that he couldn't. So. My thought is that Gypsy was over the age of 18 and his a patient in his care, and therefore he was allowed to access mm. the records. Mm-hmm. You would think, but after Gypsy turned 18, Dee Dee got a power of attorney of over did. her. Of course she did. Of course. And her medical decisions. But so Dr. Flasterstein got these prior records. He suspected that Dee Dee had Munchausen by proxy syndrome in which she creates fictitious illnesses for Gypsy in order to garner attention for herself. He actually wrote his suspicions of this diagnosis into his medical report, Hmm. but nothing came of it. He spoke to other area doctors who basically told him that he should drop it because Dee Dee and Gypsy were a beloved mother-daughter patient duo by everyone that met them. Those, are, those are not mutually exclusive no. things. Right. You can love them, and I'm sure they were very sweet. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah. And obviously, uh, Dee Dee never brought Gypsy back to this doctor exactly. ever right. again yep. because he didn't give her the answers that she wanted in confirming this bogus muscular yep. dystrophy diagnosis. Mm-hmm. In 2009, an anonymous person called the police to report that Dee Dee was using different names and birth dates for her and Gypsy, and they were concerned how Dee Dee was treating Gypsy, and they also suspected that Gypsy was in better health than Dee Dee claimed. This report may have been called in anonymously by Dr. Flasterstein, but yes. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. I I've, actually have no idea. I hope so. Officers were sent out to perform a wellness check on Gypsy, and unfortunately, again, nothing came of this. They accepted Dee Dee's explanation that she changed names and birth dates to make it harder for her abusive ex-husband to find them. Remember remember him, the abusive ex-husband? Very abusive. Sending $1,200 a Mm -hmm. month. That's abuse in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
Dee Dee had a literal closet of medications for Gypsy, and I believe that she drugged Gypsy to make her appear slow and mentally Ugh. incapacitated during this visit. And it worked because the officers reported that Gypsy seemed to be genuinely mentally disabled and the file was closed. So there can be no denying that Dee Dee was manipulative and a smooth talker, or she would not have gotten as far as she did mm-hmm. with Gypsy. Anytime Gypsy would attempt to become independent at all in any way, Dee Dee would claim that Gypsy was not mentally well. And for all intents and purposes, Gypsy was a prisoner in Dee Dee's house. Dee Dee did not want her to get close to anyone because she didn't want Gypsy talking to anyone about her situation. Right. I'm actually surprised she didn't drug her all the time with things that would slow her mind or make her kind of out of it. I, I'm surprised that she needed to have that much control um, with the people that Gypsy talked to. I think that Gypsy was compliant enough most of the time that she didn't need to do that. Yeah. So she just kept her away from people or she was always there when Mm. she was with people to make sure that she wasn't saying anything. Gypsy tried once to escape her mother. Gypsy would go to role-playing conventions where she would dress up as princesses. On one occasion, she met a man at a science fiction convention. After the convention, Gypsy started talking to the man online In February 2011, when Gypsy was 19 and Dee Dee was telling people that she was 15, the man from the convention, who was 35, Mm -hmm. brought Gypsy back to his hotel room. Within four hours, Dee Dee found out who she was with by asking other conventioneers. Hmm. And she was able to find them in his hotel room. Oh, no. When Dee Dee got to the hotel room, she showed the man papers saying that Gypsy was a minor And the man believed her and backed off. Dee Dee took her home. And when they got home, Dee Dee smashed Gypsy's computer and phone and told her that if she ever tried that again, she would smash Gypsy's fingers (gasps) as well. And that breaks my heart because the whole time I was kind of hoping that it was that Gypsy was like almost a willing prisoner. You know what I mean? It's her mom. Maybe like she doesn't know how bad it is and doesn't feel like she's trapped, but it does not sound like that's the case. She was for a while. I think really up until this point. Mm. Because for two weeks following that attempted escape, Dee Dee tied Gypsy to her bed with a dog leash (gasps) secured to a pair of handcuffs. That's horrific. She also filled out paperwork to have Gypsy declared incompetent. And it was at this point that Gypsy realized that if she went to the police and there was documentation that she was incompetent, no one was going to believe her. And she was losing hope and felt absolutely trapped with no way out at this point. Do you know what this is reminding me of? What's that? Britney Spears. Mm. and the uh, what is it called conservatorship thank you Mm -hmm. because i remember thinking as that's all come to light how horrible it would be to not be able to prove anything to get out of what you're trapped in nothing you say everything you say it can be disregarded and how could you ever get out of it it's an absolute nightmare gypsy managed to get back online after this event her only escaping the internet which she was using behind her mother's back while she slept which, just as a side note for me, like, if I'm Dee Dee and my child is sick, there are probably some things on the internet that should be allowed, right? Like, she should have yeah. access to some stuff. I don't, I obviously don't want her out there, like, in chat rooms, talking to mm-hmm. creepers who don't under, um, these are all quotation marks, understand Gypsy's condition mm-hmm. right now. But there should have been some stuff that was allowed for well, her. I think she right. was allowed prior to trying to escape. Oh, okay. It sounds like that's when she was. Un- 
clear, but I okay. don't think that she was. I think that every oh. time that she was on the internet, she was sneaking it. Because keep in mind that Dee Dee was forcing this narrative that she had the mind of a seven-year-old, mm. which I'm not sure if you would let a seven-year-old mm. go on the internet. Yeah, I was just reacting to it. She, would, she smashed her laptop and phone, so I assumed she had some access at some right, point. She did have a laptop mm-hmm. and phone at some point mm-hmm. to begin with. On the act... She was stealing money from her mother's Ziploc bag that she had in order to secretly buy the laptop and the phone. Oh. I don't know. I didn't find that in, Mm. like, factual information, so Mm. I didn't want to say that. But And then same thing in the show. Like, she, her mom was talking to a neighbor, and she, like, grabbed her mom's laptop and was, like, logging Mm. in and Googling Mm. stuff. So I don't... I think that she snuck them. So after the convention, when she had her laptop and phone stolen, how did her mom find out about it then? Or not stolen, smashed. How did her mom find out about the laptop and the phone? I think that she... Asking the hard questions. I know. I I don't know. Again, like, I I just... I don't know how it all went down. Um, But I don't know if Gypsy admitted to it. I don't know if her mom found them and then smashed them. You know, again, in the show that I was watching, that is dramatized. Mm. She fell asleep on her laptop and her mom came into Mm. her room in the morning and the laptop Um, was there. That also could be a possibility. I can see that. Um, Yeah. But at some point, she had a laptop and a phone. She was texting, Mm -hmm. messaging. Um, Mom found it, smashed them once. She got back onto them somehow. Okay. That's where we are in this, ad- in this adventure. Okay. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Just horrible. Absolutely horrible. She's a prisoner. She is, yes. Yeah, she is a prisoner in her own body that her mother has weakened right. over the years. She's a right. prisoner in her own home and in her own mind. Like, this right. is... I keep thinking over here off to the side, like, I don't have children. I don't know if I ever will, but I keep thinking, like, how could you do this to your child? Right. Exactly. You have to be, and I think about this too, I do have children. You have to be so mentally ill. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is one of those mental illnesses where, you know, we say it all the time. We've talked about the guy on TikTok with yep. the schizophrenia. You know, your brain says the wall is bleeding. You look at the wall, it's genuinely bleeding and it's not. Your brain is convincing yep. you of this yeah. thing. You have to be so sick. You have to be sick have to, yes. be, to do and, this to your child. And I almost hope that that's the case yes. not that she's doing True. this for a monetary gain or for just like she wants the attention on her mm. i hope that there is an underlying sickness that drives this because i almost don't want to believe that somebody would be that bad yeah. otherwise i think it's that underlying sickness though that drives the desire for the attention and the monetary gain because mm. i don't i don't think i don't think a monetary gain would be enough to put your child hope through not. this you would hope not yeah. you're right yes Yep, you're right. That being said, we had uh, Timmy's father in the Halloween episode. Yep. Kill him for... What was like ten thousand dollars? Yeah, ten uh, or yeah. twenty thousand yeah. was the with the so, second policy. You know. Yeah, that's true. And Dee Dee in this case got a house from Habitat right. Humanity yep. and stays at Ronald McDonald House and backstage passes and has Miranda famous Lambert friends. And yes, Disney so. World trips and yep. yeah, she got some stuff for it. Yeah, yeah. fucked <sighs> up, fucked up. Yep. But we're not even done. Around 2013, when Gypsy was about 22 years old, she got back online somehow and she connected with 23-year-old Nicholas Godijan. The two met on a Christian dating website. Gypsy sent him a wink and he winked back and they started talking. Is that like the Facebook poke back in the day? (laughs) It seems akin to it, yes. Yeah. 
The two were in constant online contact. Nicholas told Gypsy that he suffered from multiple personality disorder and that he had various personalities, including one that was a child and one that was a vampire. Oh. Nicholas also took medications for the voices that he heard in his head, and he was also diagnosed with autism and Asperger's. Gypsy didn't care about any of this. In fact, she actually made up different personalities to match Nicholas's. Oh, that is so disturbed and so sweet at the same <laughs> yes. time. And I love that they're like innocently meeting and bonding over just shared things going on in their worlds. <laughs> it's, it's worlds plural. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is sweet, but also it just shows how sheltered Gypsy was. Mm. It was like she met this one person and was just like, all of these things seem fine. Let mm-hmm. me just adapt to this situation mm-hmm. too. So, uh, Gypsy would dress up in wigs and outfits to change her personality, and she had a personality named Candy with a rainbow wig and Ruby, who wore a wed- a red wig. Not a wed rig. <laughs> a wed, a.k.a. a wedding ring? A wed ring? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that would be a red wig. <laughs> so Nicholas started bringing up BDSM to Gypsy, which she had to Google because she didn't even know what it was. Yeah, that oh. came out of nowhere for Laura and I. Yeah. We both just did like a oh kind of face Ooh. off to the side. Oh. I'm, I'm just thinking. So Gypsy obviously did not have the mind of a right. seven-year-old, but she was extremely sheltered. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine going from zero interaction, nope. like zero mm-hmm. information about sex to straight to BDSM? Like, no. 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 That's, no, that- that's not good this boy is too advanced for her tastes at the moment like this is not a lot. good not that, good that is like zero to a hundred yeah not good and gypsy was not interested in it to start but basically nicholas talked her into it his moral compass did not exactly point north in 2013 he was arrested for watching porn on an ipad and fondling himself in a mcdonald's for nine hours oh i have so many questions about that just about that incident. How, how nine hours? Why was that allowed to happen for nine hours? <laughs> the stamina. The, yeah, yeah. And how, how physically, how? The for internet n- connections. I, I have no answers this to your McDonald's questions. This McDonald's was just God. like really connected to the grid. Just, have, my goodness. I have no answers to your Can questions. Can you imagine being a teenager working at McDonald's? Like my first job was at McDonald's. I'm just thinking like being in high school and just seeing this guy in the corner. I'd be like, okay, yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go away now. Right. And who's going to let your shift coming back and he's still yes. there? Who's going to let someone sit there for nine I hours? I feel bad using a McDonald's restroom yeah. <laughs> on a road trip. Not the booth. I can't yeah. imagine sitting there for nine hours. Yeah, no. if only it only gone in the restroom instead. <laughs> you know, or just just order a cheeseburger, man. Like, you probably need the energy at this point. You've been going for nine hours. I mean, you maybe need he stand. did. Maybe. Oh, he got those chicken, the sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> okay, but still, even if he got the sweet and sour sauce, if you sit there for nine hours eating chicken nuggets, I have questions for you. I it's a lot. But I am confident I can find a way to work Dane Cook into every episode. <laughs> Gypsy and Nicholas had an online relationship for two years, but Gypsy wanted them to have a relationship in real life. She planned out a meeting for them at the movie theaters where she was going to see the live action Cinderella with her mother. Fitting. The plan was for Nicholas to meet them at the theater where they could, quote, hit it off. But the plan didn't work. When Dee Dee met Nicholas, she found him creepy and weird. 
basically she was a he was a grown man going to see yep. Cinderella by yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point though, Nicholas and Gypsy were able to sneak off and have sex in a bathroom stall. Oh, what? I know. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Don't need that wheelchair now. No. <laughs> no, she didn't need it then. Or maybe no. she did. More sanitary than the toilet, you know? Oh. Like just sit on the wheel. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> wow. Gypsy began expressing a desire for Nicholas to kill Dee Dee as early as May 2014. This episode just just pivoted like uh-huh. like I wouldn't even like greater than 180 degrees. Like we we went from just mom abusing daughter to oh shit now something's happening. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. My transition wasn't good. <laughs> no, it was great, and I'm pretty sure this is what you wanted me to feel right now. Yeah, because this whole time I had been assuming Gypsy had been had been the one to do the stabbing that oh, you mentioned no. at the beginning of this no, episode. No, yep. she enlisted help. Wow. Mm-hmm. She probably wasn't strong enough to do the stabbing herself. She True. Really help. Oh, she yeah. was. She was. She oh. was. The two were discussing the plan to murder Dee Dee over social media and text messages, as one does. You right. know, because the Definitely. internet. You yeah, definitely the internet. want to leave the paper trails for right. this. Yeah, for sure. Nicholas texted things like, quote, honey, you forget I am ruthless and my hatred of her will force her to die. He also said, quote, it's my evil side doing it. He won't mess up because he enjoys killing. It's the vampire who's going to do the killing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 500 year old vampire. I was going to say he's Victor. probably very old, has a lot of experience. He does. Yep. The two devised a final plan and set it in motion. Gypsy bought a knife, gloves, and duct tape and planned to let Nicholas into the house for him to do the deed. On June 9th, 2015, while Dee Dee was sleeping, Gypsy let Nicholas into the home and gave him the duct tape, gloves, and a knife that she had bought in advance. Nicholas went and stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back while she was sleeping on her stomach. During the murder, Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so that she could not hear her mother screaming. Oof. Fair. After Nicholas killed Dee Dee, Gypsy let him have sex with her. Nicholas had originally wanted to rape Dee Dee's corpse. (gasps) But Gypsy talked him out of this by offering herself instead. Oh. Nicholas claimed that it was consensual, but Gypsy said at one point Nicholas bit her and she asked him to stop and he wouldn't. So then it became rape. Because it was the 500-year-old vampire who was active at that moment. Right. Right. Naturally. When Nicholas was finished, the two cleaned up the murder scene, took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee kept in the house, and left for a motel outside of Springfield. Wow. Nicholas mailed the knife that he used to kill Dee Dee, as well as the thousands of dollars that they stole back to his home in Wisconsin. So, not the sharpest tool in the shed. What? Yeah. He didn't want to be found with the knife, so he just mailed it. Just put it in the mail. Um... There was just no body of water nearby that he could have thrown anywhere it in else to dispose of it. I don't just know. The side of the highway. Nope. Nope. Or put anywhere it. but mailing it to your own house. <laughs> nope. Put it in the mail. Okay. Put it in the mail so that it wouldn't be on them if they ever got caught. They don't scan anything in the mail. Super smart. No. Super smart. Nicholas and Gypsy took a bus back to Nicholas's home in Wisconsin. They were spotted on security cameras of several local stores in the days that followed the murder, and several witnesses said that Gypsy was wearing a blonde wig and was walking unassisted. 
On Sunday, June 14th, 2015, a post appeared on DB's Facebook page that said, quote, that bitch is dead. And on Dee's Facebook? On Dee's. Yes, it was I believe it was the name was like D Jip Blanchard. It was oh, like, like Dee Joint Gypsy's okay. joint Facebook. And Dee's friends were like, Huh? Yeah. They were like, What movie are you watching? Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? Is everything okay? And they were commenting all these things. And then another comment appeared from Dee's account that said, quote, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. What? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. On her Facebook page. So this is definitely Nicholas who has yeah. access to the account. I, apparently. Gypsy wrote them. What? What? <laughs> Gypsy wrote the posts. Oh man. That, that oh, is like no. really ballsy uh, is ballsy the right word to say know. in this situation Brazen. like yeah yeah so gypsy wrote the post because it had been a couple days they had not heard anything and despite everything that her mother did she didn't want her body to rot alone mm. in the house so she wanted the body to be discovered and that's okay. how you go about it mm, apparently it might have uh, marina is going to tell us momentarily but i feel like that was probably effective have <laughs> i said not the sharpest tool in the shed yet True. i True. mean just like yeah. sheltered like again she does not have the mind well, of yeah, a seven year old but she's been sheltered her entire yeah, life no. so just not the, the swiftest most cunning i don't yeah, know what the no, phrase is she's true. not stupid by any right. stretch of the imagination but she's just sheltered so yeah, yeah. she's just doing the best that she can in this situation (laughs) it was effective though so dd's neighbor kim called dd and there was no answer obviously so kim's husband david was like we should go over and check on them there was protective film on the windows that made it hard to see in because you know you wouldn't want to see gypsy walking around the house without her wheelchair Kim and David knocked on the windows and doors with no response. So Kim called 911 and the police arrived. They were unable to enter the house without a warrant and it didn't come through until 1045 that night. When they entered the home, they found Dee Dee's stabbed body in the bedroom. Dee Dee had been dead for several days and there was no sign of Gypsy. But Gypsy's wheelchair was still in the house. And the initial thought was that Gypsy had been kidnapped right. by whoever mm-hmm. killed Dee Dee. Right. Which was cause for concern. Yeah, because yeah, now they've obviously they know that Dee Dee is murdered. Mm-hmm. Gypsy's missing. And then I'm assuming the neighbor had seen the Facebook post probably too. So I wonder if they're now starting to put everything together yep. and thinking that someone has abducted them. Right. Or her. And they did. They thought that yeah. Gypsy was abducted. And they were so concerned because she didn't have her oxygen yep. tube. She didn't have her medication. She, she didn't live? have yep. her feeding tube tube so they were basically wondering how long that gypsy could survive without any of these things Mm. so the next day the neighbor kim organized a vigil and a gofundme account to take care of dd's funeral expenses and possibly gypsies because they didn't know where gypsy could be and didn't have much to go on until one of the neighbors gave the police some helpful information gypsy had confided in her neighbor about her secret relationship with nicholas When the police put a trace on the Facebook post from Dee Dee's account, the IP address that came up was registered to Nicholas in Big Bend, Wisconsin. On June 15th, officers went to Nicholas's house in Wisconsin. He quickly surrendered and people were relieved to find out that Gypsy was with him and unharmed. But when people realized that Gypsy could walk, the community was outraged and confused. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yep. (laughs) 
They were shocked and immediately felt that Dee Dee and Gypsy had duped them for all these years for their own selfish gain. Of course. The first time her father saw her walk was on television for one of her court appearances. Oh my God. And he was shocked, but he was just happy to see that she could walk. Poor Rod. Rod. I know. Poor guy. He seems so wonderful. Dee Dee's family already thought so little of her. They were less than heartbroken to hear about her passing. Yeah. Yeah. No one, wa- <laughs> yeah. no one wanted to pay for any of her funeral expenses. And when they were asked about taking her ashes, her sister said they should just flush them down the toilet. Oof. I would agree with that wow. after trying to kill stepmom, right? Yeah. That's who right. She was trying to well, kill. And yeah. then they've now probably put two and two together yep. on what happened to Gypsy all these years. It's yep. interesting that some people immediately thought Gypsy would have been in on it, yeah. like from the start. You're a child, you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, unless they were finding out she was much older than they thought True. she originally yeah. was. But uh, that wouldn't have been the first place no. I would have gone. Same. Was that mother and daughter betrayed right. us? I would have thought like this poor girl. Right. So they did for a while though. They thought that Gypsy was in on it because wow. I mean she was. So they ultimately found out that she was in her twenties. Yep, and they, and they were. Thought- absolutely shocked to hear that because she looks like a child she sounds like a child they thought that she was like 15 so they thought that she was just in on it with her mother to get all of these benefits Mm. all of the monetary benefits and the The house house. and Mm -hmm. i wonder how they found out her real age if it was from rod or what because it seems like her age was fabricated so i think it's from the medical records and i think that her birth certificate did exist oh sure yeah So Gypsy initially was charged with first-degree murder, and she was appointed a public defender. And the public defender requested her medical records, but he actually had to fight for them. Because as I mentioned, after Gypsy had turned 18, Dee Dee had set up a power of attorney over Gypsy's medical decisions. And some hospitals didn't want to turn over the records, even though Gypsy still had the right to look at her own medical records, despite the power of attorney. Hmm. He ultimately got his hands on the records, and they told a story. Oh, I bet. I'm sure, yeah. When Gypsy's real story came out, she was ultimately labeled as a victim of child abuse. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. They learned that Dee Dee had forced Gypsy to fake illnesses, would withhold food, hit her, destroyed her belongings as punishment, and tied her to the bed. Experts believe that Dee Dee was suffering from Munchausen by proxy, those who had initially expressed sadness over Dee Dee's death were now enraged that she could treat a child like that. Many were also shocked to hear that Gypsy was in her 20s, given her small stature and mm-hmm. childlike voice. And I just want to talk about Munchausen by proxy for a minute because my instinct is to be so incredibly frustrated with the doctors involved with yeah. Gypsy and her mother. Me too. Yeah. But there aren't great stats on Munchausen because it's so hard to diagnose. By its very nature, it hides in plain sight, and it can take doctors years to realize that it's occurring. And as we discussed previously, healthcare providers rely on the self-reporting from patients in order to diagnose and treat. And if a doctor suspects a patient is lying, there isn't much incentive to refuse treatment. Because what if they're wrong? Exactly. Yep. There are so many diagnostic tests to rule out disorders, and there are still disorders that are diagnosed by elimination, like IBS and fibromyalgia. I was fibromyalgia. just say it like IBS. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it sounds like much of the medicine that Gypsy was getting was not 
harmful for the most part, with the exception of a few of like removing her salivary glands. Like that's pretty harmful. But some of the things that she had were not necessarily causing bad other reactions. So I can see why the doctor said, well, geez, if I'm wrong, this is the right thing to give them. Right. Right. And unfortunately, though, for her, some of the side effects caused by it only helped Dee Dee sell the story, whatever those may have been. Um, I am frustrated personally with the doctor that suspected Munchausen, and I just think he did not do enough. I get it. I get that he's asking other people, and they're like, this is a beloved Mm -hmm. mother-daughter duo. She's just this poor, innocent, sick child. Like, how could you accuse the mother of that? But he was on to it. Yeah. Like, she's saying she has muscular dystrophy, and he has definitive tests that say that she doesn't. That's the thing, like, because I I think of other cases of child abuse, and you call CPS, and you have a parent, the abusive parent who's able to sweet talk. It's a he said, she said, versus in this situation, there is medical proof that she's lying. Right. I mean, for some of it, like, the excessive drooling, people are seeing her do that. But the muscular dystrophy chromosomal disorders there are definitive tests to prove that she doesn't have that so that's what's frustrating to me so after gypsy's attorney got the records he spoke to the prosecutor and the prosecutor offered a plea deal gypsy pleaded guilty to second degree murder in 2016 and was sentenced to the minimum 10 years in prison she's currently serving her sentence at chillicothe correctional center in missouri Nicholas did not fare as well as Gypsy, but his circumstances were obviously much Mm -hmm. different from hers. Yeah. He pleaded not guilty on the grounds that he is a, quote, low-functioning person with autism and that he'd been manipulated by Gypsy. Nicholas went to trial in November 2018, and it only took the jury two hours to find him guilty of first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's probably all of those social media posts and messages that made that perfectly clear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. His lawyers argued for a retrial on the grounds that the jury heard prejudicial evidence that Nicholas had considered raping Dee Dee after her murder and that the jury heard evidence from a state psychologist but not the defense's psychologist. The judge denied the motion and mentioned that's a matter for a higher court to consider in appeals. Nicholas did appeal but lost. Mm. He currently has a pending habeas case in which he's alleging he received ineffective assistance of counsel. So we'll see how that goes. Gotta throw everything at the wall. Yep. Gypsy said that she did not truly realize that anything was wrong until she was around 19 years old. Wow. After she went with the guy from the convention, she wondered why she couldn't have friends and why she couldn't be alone. She knew that she could walk and eat, But she took her mother's word on every other ailment and symptom that she had. And she said that she feels that she was just as deceived as everyone else. Yeah. 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 She said it didn't occur to her to question her mother. And when she did, she didn't want to hurt her mother's feelings. And she also didn't want to get them in trouble. Gypsy said that Dee Dee would have been an amazing mother to someone that was actually sick. Well, yeah. And this is kind of, we've talked about this in other cases, but I'm glad to hear that she was still charged with second degree murder because like we've said in other cases, you can't, just because someone wronged you, you can't kill them. <laughs> it's right. not, that's not the answer to it. Um, I Now that all being said, I don't know how she could have gotten out any other way. I was way. just going to say to you, well, what was the answer then in this case? Because I actually understand why she commissioned well, her mother's yeah. murder and I... 
I think 10 years might be a bit much for her to be yeah. in prison for this because what other... I have said this a lot more so in a work setting, but even if <laughs> murder you, is wrong, I'm murder <laughs> is wrong. But if you back even the best behaved dog into a corner mm-hmm. and you repeatedly beat it, eventually that dog is going to bite you mm-hmm. because that is its fight or flight syndrome, like mm-hmm. kicking in. What other chance or choice did Dee Dee leave for her daughter? That's that's the question, right? Like, I don't know how else. She already tried to get out of it. Yep. And she knew that Dee Dee would just say she's incompetent. Nobody would have believed right. her because her yeah. mother has all of this right. information proving that she's incompetent, even though doctors could show, like, no, that's not the case. I just think that this is an, un- it's an unfortunate circumstance. I'm not condoning murder. But this is an interesting use case for it murder, is, right. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yes. and that's that's the problem. So Gypsy did say that she wished that she told someone else yeah. other than Nicholas, pri- right. like, first, because she told Nicholas first, basically, and that's what led to this chain of events. Mm. But again, when she initially tried to escape, Dee Dee explained it all away, said yep. she was a minor, produced documentation, the guy right. backed off. Then she tied her to the bed, got yes. her declared incompetent. If she went to the police, would anyone believe no. her? Dee Dee was obviously extremely skilled at explaining right. away medical diagnoses. She would, she's just claiming any time that anything would come up that she's mentally incompetent. Right. And unfortunately, Gypsy was not well educated and does not have world experience. So how could she possibly compete with what Dee Dee has to say? Right. She felt hopeless. Yep. Who's Absolutely I- hopeless. Whose idea was the murder? Was it hers or Nicholas's? I believe it was Gypsy's. Okay. I believe she started hinting at it and Nicholas wanted to protect her and Yep. It was one of his personalities that would protect her. Because I was wondering if it was one of those like she said, I wish my mother was out of the picture or gone. Like did she even have the wherewithal to understand that like murder murder for hire was a thing like right. what was her worldview that she point. would have known that so i was just curious who brought it up because she could have made yeah. comments saying she wished she could have escaped and it mm. could have been him that said it but it sounds like you're thinking it, it was her that kind of had the idea and he just gave her the means to actually finally carry it out it could have been that too i don't like I feel like it's probably one of those situations where you don't even know who started the idea because you just were talking. Right. Gypsy's talking about how bad her situation is. Honestly, she was Mm -hmm. honest with Nicholas about her situation. And Nicholas is probably like, I want to protect you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, who knows who said the thing first that started the ball rolling. But I do know that at some point Gypsy said, I'm 100% on with this plan. Like, let's do this. And. Yeah, because she didn't try to stop him. She went and she hid so she wouldn't have to face exactly oh, right. what was she, happening. Yeah, yeah, she let him in and she bought the knife and yep. yeah. she was she was on board. Yeah. yeah. She was on board with this. And obviously nobody was sad to see no. <laughs> to see Dee Dee die. Mm. Which is this is this is even worse than Joyce Aparo. It's, right. it's yes, actually. This is way worse than Joyce Aparo. It's, and it's like, you know, did she deserve to die? Maybe not. Do you understand why it happened? Like, of course. Yeah, yeah. kind yes, of. of yeah, she she sort of set up this situation herself. That's what I just keep thinking is what other choice would Gypsy Rose have had? Nicholas had a choice. He could have oh, chosen he did. Right. not to right. come over. But. Right. And that's why he's serving life in prison right yeah. now, mm-hmm. currently. So Gypsy has since researched her mother's condition and has come to terms with the abuse that she suffered. She's remorseful for the murder, but maintains that she's better off without Dee Dee. 
Yeah. Yep, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, because she can look to the rest of her life to maybe rebuild. Yeah. But boy, I would be so angry because Gypsy didn't choose any of that. She, she lost yeah. her child. She lost mm-hmm. all of that. She's in jail. She has this now a felony on her record for whatever the reasons. Now you have to deal with that. Yep. You have to go get educated. You have to um, acclimate to social life. It's just unbelievably unfair. Mm-hmm. But she's been thriving in prison. And her father and stepmother have reported that she's even put on weight. She's still petite at four foot 11, a hundred pounds. And her family believes that her growth may have been permanently stunted from all the medications that Dee Dee gave her. Yep. 10 out of 10. Gypsy has also pursued her GED while incarcerated. And on July 21st, 2022, Gypsy married her fiance, Ryan Scott Anderson, while she was still incarcerated. Oh, (laughs) how did she meet her fiance? (laughs) Maybe... Maybe should have waited on that one. Yeah. Unclear. And she was also engaged to someone else prior to that. Ooh, scandal. <laughs> well, you know what? She's got a lot of time to catch up sure. on her makeup for. So mm-hmm. she's she has to date multiple people at once. It makes That's sense fair. to me. Right. So she could be paroled as early as December 2023, though I also saw December 2024. Unclear to me which date is correct. It seems like she'll be around 32 years old when she is eligible for parole initially. Whether or not it'll be granted right. is unclear. I think yes, yeah. because I think the judge didn't even want to give her right. the minimum 10 yeah. years that he had to. <laughs> right. So I think she will get parole as early as she can. Um, she's not just... She's not a threat to society. No. We, I can't remember which no. case it was that we talked about this in recent. Craig Price. Yeah, um, no, he is a threat to society. But the the guy from the horse farm, Mike. Mike oh, oh yes, yes, oh, yeah, Bear Bear Song. Bear Song. He is he not is a threat, not a threat yeah. to society. Yep. He Correct. was in a very specific situation, and I feel like for Gypsy, it's the same thing. She was in a very specific, yes. unfortunate situation. Correct. Yep. I don't think she's a threat mm, to no. the general public. No. Correct. That is not at four foot eleven and a hundred pounds. She's <laughs> certainly not a threat to me. No. <laughs> no. Nope. And her stepmother has said that despite everything, Gypsy is still happier now than she was with her mother. And given a choice between jail and being with her mother, she would choose jail. That says a lot. I mean, she was in prison for her entire childhood in a very different way. But the fact that jail affords her more freedom than her mother did, like that's very telling. Right. Gypsy said, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Wow. So, man, that is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Okay, so I definitely knew about the case loosely and I knew that the mother was killed as a result of something that happened. But I didn't realize it was like through a boyfriend and that the daughter was in prison now for a while. This is this is just wild and unfortunate Mm -hmm. in general. The whole situation. Absolutely. I just I'm um, I think I was most amazed by the fact that she got surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. That the mother was able to convince doctors to operate mm-hmm. on made-up conditions. The only one that I can understand is the salivary glands because yep. she was making, making her, her drool fine. But everything right. else, I completely agree. I know both that. Yeah, she had eye surgeries. The whole thing is wild to To your me. point, she had to be a good talker. She yep. obviously knew yeah. what she was talking about in yep. this situation. Yeah. So people... As a doctor, you probably feel slightly awkward questioning the parent of somebody who right. is this sick. Like, you probably right. feel like a bad person to do that. Like, I know there are people out there like Dee Dee, but in general, you probably want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and think they're just advoca- advocating for their child. Exactly. But, right. Wow. This yeah. this whole thing 
wow, that's it. Yeah. And and like I said before, I, I'm impressed at the optimism that Gypsy seems to have because I would be a bitter, bitter person because I, you would not be in jail if it weren't no. for how your mother set you up and set up your entire, ruined your entire childhood. And it's just, that's, I, I would be very bitter. Yeah, she has a very positive outlook. She seems wow. relatively happy in all the interviews. And, wow. you know, she just said sort of everything happens for a reason. And she's good for very, her. Yeah, very positive. And she still does have a very childlike voice, not as much as she did. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an interview of her in the prison black and whites on the mommy dead and dearest. So, um, you know, if you are interested in that, in this case, um, that documentary as well as the act is very interesting. So I do recommend watching that if you're interested, but, uh, it's very interesting. Laura's making a face. <laughs> me. It's so interesting guys. It's interesting. I'm say- interested. It's interesting. <laughs> if Marina finds it interesting. You should go check it out. <laughs> I, I was just thinking the same. Maybe I'll watch something tonight when we're done <laughs> and think about it. Cause it's interesting. It's interesting. I'll think about, I'll be interested in it while I'm thinking about how interesting it is. And, and text me about it and let yes. me know that it's interesting. I will. <laughs> so guys, if you are interested <laughs> in Grimm, <laughs> please rate and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss any episodes. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make our day by leaving us a written review. You can find our page on Facebook by searching Grimm, a true crime podcast. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon and get some uh, P-Bony episodes, as yes. Laura likes to call them, <laughs> you can go to Patreon and search Grim a crew tri- uh, Nope. A crew crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a broadcast. <laughs> Grim, a true crime podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Grim Crime Podcast for information on future episodes and case photos. If you want to send us a case suggestion or just say hi, you can email us at grimcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Listen, learn, and stay alive until next time because the future is grim.